Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. Well, who's ready for some Word today? Praise God. Well, I am excited to share some things with you today. I, I posted this morning that uh, one of the hardest parts to um, preparing a sermon is uh, knowing what I need to share and what I have to hold because, you know, my heart gets full and uh, they're just, you know, time is not enough to, uh, uh, to share everything I want to share. Praise God. And so, uh, anyway, uh, we are talking about the end game and that we are in the end game. And so, you know, and what do we mean by being in the end game? It's that, uh, you know, it, it is time for us to get serious. It's time for us to, um, to quit spinning our wheels and quit wasting time, quit doing all the things that, that uh, you know, they may be okay, they may be good things, but things that Jesus didn't really tell us to do. Um, you know, he told us very specifically what he wanted us to do before he went back to heaven. He said, I want you to go into all the world and preach the gospel and, uh, uh, to every creature. Now, you know, uh, I, I think about that many times, every creature, and, and, uh, let me just say something about, you know, the things that are going on in our in our world, in our nation today, that Jesus is about every creature in all the world. You know, there is not a person that has ever been on this planet that Jesus did not give his life for. Not a single one. And, uh, you know, it was... Uh, uh, I, I'm reminded that... Um, God talked about Abraham and he said that he had chosen Abraham and chosen to work through Abraham. He said, because, uh, you know, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. All the families. Didn't pick out any, uh, any particular race, didn't pick out any particular uh, group of people, any particular, you know, he didn't say uh, only the men will be blessed. Only the women will be blessed. No, he said all the families of the earth will be blessed because of what Jesus did. 
Praise God. And so that's the good news that we have to preach. Praise God. Now, we've been talking about, we started talking last week about influence, and we talked about this word influence, and that, uh, you know, it is the introduction of a fluid into a given uh, container or situation or or place or circumstance. We, we illustrated that by saying that if you took a bucket of water and you poured it out on this floor, uh, you know, all you have to do is walk in here and you can see that this floor is not real smooth and level. There are low places in this floor, there are cracks in this floor, there are divots, there are holes in, in, in the floor. And if you pour out water onto this floor, it would find the low places and fill the low places. Praise God. Places where there is a void. And uh, God has called us to be influence in our world. Praise God. And so our end game is to influence the world. Our end game is not just to get a bunch of people all together, you know, to, to uh, start an organization or a, a group of people. But our, 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 our purpose, our end game is to fill the earth with the glory of the Lord with the life of God. And it's not hard to see, just like it's not hard to see, when you walk into this room and turn the lights on, you can see all the imperfections in the floor. You can see the, the low places and the holes and the divots. Just like you can see that, it is not hard to see the voids of the life of God in our society and in our culture today. You know, um, and, and too many people spend all of their time, too many Christians spend all of their time talking about the voids and talking about the, the, the places where there is a, a lack of the life of God, where there's a lack of the love of God. And, and you know, the voids will never get filled by talking about the voids. The voids will only get filled as we introduce the life of God into those places and into those situations. Praise God. That's the only way they get filled up is for us to introduce something that can fill them. Praise God. And so we have, we have come to a place that we're running out of time. You know, Jesus is coming. He said he's coming back, right? Anybody know that? How many, uh, two people know that Jesus is coming back? All right. You know, Jesus is coming back. I've, I've got news for you. So the, the rest of you who didn't know that before, now you know. Jesus is coming back. So if I ask you this next week, we should have a much bigger response. Praise God, because now you know Jesus is coming back. He said he was. He, he went up on the Mount of Olives, and, and, and he had his disciples with him, and he ascended back into heaven. And the angel came, and he said, This same Jesus, which you see, go away. He will return in like manner as you see him go away. Praise God. 
He said, he is coming back. Praise God. And, you know, in fact, the Bible gives us clues. We don't have time to teach on this this morning. This is one of the things that, that didn't make the cut. But, uh, you know, uh, when, he, when he went back to heaven, he left us a job to do, but he left clues as to how long he was going to be gone. And one of the, the, you know, if we follow the clues, we find out that he was going to be gone approximately 2,000 years. Praise God. Well, he's been gone approximately 2,000 years. So that means he's coming back very soon. Praise God. And we need to be ready for him to return, but we've got a big job to do. That's why we are in the end game. There's not enough time to do everything else except what he said to do. We've got to get busy doing what he said to do. We've got to become the influence and fill the earth with the life of God. Praise God. Now, I want you to look at this. Um, in Acts chapter 2, verse number 17, Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost, and he began, to, he began to preach, and he said this, it shall come to pass in the last days, all right, we are in the last days, so he said, it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour, that's like a fluid, right? He says, I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. And he told us some things that were going to happen as a result of his spirit being poured out on all flesh. Now, I want you to get this. Jesus didn't say, I might pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He didn't say, I wish I could pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He didn't say, if you will cooperate with me, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Praise God. And here's what he said would happen as a result of his spirit. See, his spirit is the fluid. We talk about the oil of the Holy Spirit. We talk about the wine of the Holy Spirit. We talk about the water uh, the living water as a, as a well of living water bubbling up within us. And then we talk about that the well turns into rivers of living water. Praise God. And so, uh, Holy Spirit is the fluid that we are to fill the earth with. Praise God. That God is pouring out His Spirit upon all flesh. Now notice this. He said, as a result of the outpouring of Holy Spirit, he said, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. He didn't say all the preachers would prophesy. He didn't say all the prophets would prophesy. 
All the apostles will prophesy. No, he said, your sons and daughters. See, he was talking to you. He said, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. So you need to begin to expect your sons and daughters to prophesy. Praise God. He, he, he made no qualifying statements. He made no statement that said, you know, all of this group of people, their sons and daughters will prophesy. You know, he didn't say some of your sons and daughters would prophesy. He said your sons and daughters would prophesy. Praise God. And then he said, your young men shall see visions. How many young men we got in the room today? Praise God. We got three young men in here today. Rest of you, what does that say about the rest of you? Three young men and a bunch of old geezers. Yeah. All right. Me too. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men, so see, even got the old geezers. Your old men shall dream dreams. Praise God. And on my men servants and my maid servants. Then he says, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Praise God. Praise God. Now, let, let's understand what, what he's saying here today. He is saying there are some deficiencies in the world today. We all agree you don't have to look very hard for those deficiencies. There are some deficiencies in our world today. But God, by pouring out His Spirit, He has given the very thing that is needed to fill those deficiencies, to fill those voids, to fill those inadequacies. Now, in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, we read here, I'm going to read this and then we're going to elaborate on it a little bit. He says in verse number 4, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. In other words, he is saying you are not all alike. We're not. We're not all alike. Every one of you were created individually by Father God. But you see, every single one of you, as different as you are, you are created, you are the children of the same Father God. Now, in the natural, you know, my siblings and I, we're, we're not alike. We're different. 
We all came from the same father. We are all the same species. But nonetheless, we are unique and different. Each one of us has different giftings and talents and abilities and different, different things that we do and different places that we go and dif- you know, different strengths and weaknesses. And we're all we're, we're unique and different, but we have a common father, praise God. And we could say that about, you know, the the people of the earth, we're all unique and we're all different, but but every single one of us, we came from the common Father God. Praise God. And because of that, we, we, you know, we are all heirs of what he has and what he, what he offers. Praise God. But notice this. He said there are diversities. Diversity is not a bad thing. We need to begin to embrace diversity. You see, because when I join together with the body, see, here, here's the problem with people who want to separate themselves from, the, from a, a, a body is you've only got a little, little small portion. Because we're all different. We all, there are, there are diversities. And let me just throw something out here. Maybe we'll come back and teach on this another time. But... Uh, When we got born again, we were, we we received a portion of the ministry of Jesus. There is not one of us that received the entire ministry of Jesus. Holy Spirit was upon him, rested upon him, without measure. But you received a portion of the ministry of Jesus. Why is that? Because when we all come together as a body, see, here's the problem that I have with people who don't want to be a part of a body is that you are depriving the rest of the body of the portion you have. Because you refuse to connect it to a body. You see, you have a part. You have something to supply. The Apostle Paul talked about that in the book of Ephesians, also in the book of Romans. He, he talked about you know, the, the, the diversities in that which every joint supplies. And when every joint is supplying what it's given to supply, then it makes increase of the body. That's what he said. Praise God. I don't have the full ministry of Jesus. I have a part of the ministry of Jesus. You need what I have. But I need what you have too. Praise God. We put it all together. And and, and when, when the body of Christ will put it all together, we have the full ministry of Jesus duplicated in the earth. Praise God. And the thing that makes it greater 
is that instead of being limited to one place at one time, we fill the earth with the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, here's what he says. Verse 7, 1 Corinthians 12. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, but it is given for the profit of all. We like to talk about the, the portion or the manifestation that we have, but it's given for the profit of all. I do not, I, I don't argue with the fact that, that, you know, people say, well, you know, I'm not connected to, to a church. I don't have to be to have the Spirit of God in me, to have the light, you know, I don't ha- have to be a part of a, uh, of a church to worship Jesus. Well, no, that's true. You don't have to. And you could have a manifestation of the Spirit. But what did I get? He said it was given for the profit of all. Did it profit me any if you had a manifestation of the Spirit sitting at home? Did that profit me? No. Does that profit me if you have a manifestation of the Spirit when you're, you know, in your church, nature? You know, my church is called, I'm out here in my church. Nobody here but me and God. Did that profit me at all? The Bible says the manifestations are given for the profit of all. So how did I profit from your manifestation when you were in your church, nature. Out in the middle of the lake somewhere. Didn't profit me at all. Nor did you profit from what I had to offer either. You you see what I'm saying? You see, we are to fill the earth with the glory of the Lord, not just our little spot in the earth. Praise God. He says, given for the profit of all, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. He's listed nine gifts of the Spirit because he has identified nine deficiencies. Praise God. And he addressed every one of those nine deficiencies with a gift of the Spirit. Praise God. Now, let's look at this. There are three of these nine gifts that say something. Have you ever found yourself in a place when you didn't know what to say? You know, you were, you were just in a, something happened, something occurred, somebody told you something, somebody, you know, uh, shared a, a, a need with you, somebody shared a problem with you, and you didn't know how to respond to that. You didn't know what to say. So, he gave us nine gifts of the Spirit, three of which say something. 
Three of those deal with an ability to say the right thing at the time that it needs to be said. Praise God. Those three gifts are prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. The ability to say what needs to be said. Yeah. Um, then there are three of the nine gifts that know something. Three of the nine gifts know something because we've all had times when we didn't know what we needed to know. You know, there are times when you're hearing one person telling a story, somebody else is telling the same story, but they're not the same. You know, they, they contradict one another. Sometimes you don't know what you need to know. Sometimes there's no way for you to know what you need to know. Sometimes there are, are, are situations that exist that you don't know about. And knowing about it would give you an advantage. Where not knowing it might even endanger you. And so there are times when we don't know what we need to know, but he gave us three gifts that know something. He gave us a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. And then there are three gifts that we call power gifts because they do something. Sometimes we lack the ability to do what we need to do. And because of that lack of ability to do what we need to do, that's a deficiency. And so by the Spirit, God has given us three gifts that empower us to do what we need to do. Those three gifts are the gift of healings, the working of miracles, and the gift of faith. So God addressed all nine deficiencies. Now, I'm going to have to go back and talk about each one of these individually because it's, it's really, you know, you, you can't really get the gist of, uh, of, of the whole thing by just lumping everything together. But I'm giving you a, 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 an overview here that he, God has called us to fill the earth with him, with his glory, with his life, with his ability Praise God. With the love of God. And we lack in ourselves, in the natural, we lack the ability to do or, or to, to actually fill every deficiency. But God addressed that. And he has given us a vil, a ability when he poured out his spirit upon all flesh. Praise God. He poured it out on those who would receive, but he's poured it out upon the rest of all flesh as it runs over from us. You see what I'm saying? You see, those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, we have been filled with the life of God. 
Now, there, there is something about the Apostle Paul said, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. So, there, he is giving us an instruction to be filled with the Spirit. How do you get filled with the Spirit? It doesn't happen just because you're a Christian. You received the Spirit, but he said, be filled up with the Spirit. The psalmist prophesied it in the 23rd Psalm. He said, you anoint my head with oil. That's speaking of the new birth. When you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you got the oil of the Spirit that came upon you and made you a new wineskin, a new creature in Christ. But then he, he also said this. He said, my cup runs over. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. 23rd Psalm. Praise God. Now, What's he saying there? He is saying that he made you a new wineskin. Jesus said you don't put new wine into an old bottle. You don't put new wine into an old wineskin. Because if you do, the wineskin will break and both the oil or, or both the wineskin and the wine will be lost. He said you put new wine into new bottles. He made you a new wineskin. Or we could say it, a new cup. You are the cup to receive the infilling. When you received the application of the oil of the Spirit, it was given to you to make you new. Now, if you don't fill it up, it's not fulfilling its purpose. What's a cup for? But to contain something, right? But you see, here's the deal. When you submit yourself to the work of the Holy Spirit in your life, he begin, God begins to fill up the cup. Praise God. He starts filling up the cup with the Spirit, and he fills, and he fills, and he fills. And as long as you will sit and receive the filling of the Spirit, you'll continue to be filled. In fact, God doesn't, he, God's not worried about waste. When you have infinity, waste is not a thing, Right? You know, if you, if you have infinity, waste is not a thing. If you are a billionaire, you would never, you know, let's say you're a, a multi, multi-billionaire, and your kid spills milk. You wouldn't complain to your kid about wasting milk. Do you know how much that cost? 
How many of you, you know, you don't need to raise your hands, but maybe you said that to your kids. They, they wasted something that, and, and you, do you know how much that cost? You wouldn't even think like that if you were a multi-billionaire. So they spilled a little milk on the table. You don't even think that way. God doesn't think that way. Because what he has is infinity. Praise God. And he fills you up until it runs over. Now, the reason he doesn't mind it running over is because it is what is running over that blesses all of those around you. Praise God. It's what's excess to you that blesses those around you. Now, if we're going to fill all the voids, we've got to be willing to spill some out, right? We've got to be willing to let it overflow. And I promise you, if you start letting it overflow and spill out of you, you won't be empty. Because God just keeps on filling Praise God. He just keeps on filling to overflowing. Praise God. And here's what he's talking about. He's saying that he has given us these gifts of the Spirit, and the more you use it, the more it fills. You are under a perpetual waterfall of the anointing, of the Spirit of God. But you've got to be willing. That means you've got to put yourself in a place to spill. You've got to, be, you've got to put yourself in a place where, the, where, where, the, uh, where there is a void of the lack of God so that your, your overflow begins to fill those places. If you refuse to be in a place where there is a lack, this is why I hear, I, I used to have, uh, I'd have Christians call me, well, Pastor, can you agree with me for a new job? Well, why do you need a new job? Because I have to work around sinners. I said, sorry, but no, I will not. Here's the deal. I get to work around sinners, Right? I mean, that, that ought to be our mentality. That ought to be our attitude. And I know that, yes, I work at the church, but that doesn't mean I don't work around sinners. Praise God. You know, that doesn't mean I don't work around any, anybody that has any problems in their life. Well, well, Pastor, you just get to work at the church all day. You don't have to deal with what I deal. You know, I'm the guy that they all come to. And I'm not complaining about that. I, I mean, that's what we want to happen, right? So, so we can impact them with the life of God. But we're talking about the, the overflow of, of the Spirit, and God has never, ever, ever, if there's any limitation on the, uh, the, the 
outpouring of the Spirit, if there's ever any limitation on the overflow of the Spirit of God, it's not that God is shutting off the flow. Because that's what He gave the Spirit for. Praise God. Now, let's go back and let's talk about one of these gifts. Let's talk about this gift of, I should have shut that prematurely. Luke chapter 6, Jesus said this. He said, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. So here's the deal. Any good that happens in your world, it comes through you. Because God gave man authority in the earth. Here's what we need to understand. Is that he gave authority and he will not pour out his spirit against our will. He's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, but how's he going to do that? He's going to do it by filling you up till you overflow. He's, God's not going to just pour out his spirit upon um, people who refuse it. He's going to pour it out into the lives of people. See, everything he does in the earth, he does through people, through you and I. So it fills us up and it flows out of us. See, do you realize that God does not have the authority to just do that? He says he's going to do it, but he doesn't have the authority to just do it. He has to find, whenever God wants to do anything in the earth, he has to find people who will, who will cooperate with what he's wanting to do. He's got to find people that are willing to be vessels that will allow themselves to overflow. Praise God. So he finds you, and he finds me, and he says, now you go into all the, all the earth, you go into all the world, and spill on them. Spill out of you over onto them. That's how he's going to fill the earth. That's how he's going to pour out of his spirit upon all flesh as it overflows out of you and I. Praise God. Praise God. Now, Jesus went on to say that um, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. And then he makes this statement. He says, for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Whatever is in you in abundance. Now, I heard recently um, two scriptures connected together that I'd never connected before in, my, in all my years as a, as a minister and I'd never connected these two scriptures, but it made perfectly good sense. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 18. I quoted this a minute ago. 
But it says, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking is the very next word. Verse number 19 begins with speaking. What did Jesus say? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then he says, be filled with the Spirit speaking. Do you get that? You get so full of the Spirit that what you begin to speak is what's flowing out of the inside of you. This is how we spill. What did he tell us to do? Go into all the world and preach the gospel? Speaking. Go into all the world and speak the gospel, we could say. Praise God. So he says, don't be drunk with wine, but be so full of the Spirit that out of the abundance of what is in you in abundance, you begin to speak. You see, we're in the end game. We got to start speaking out of the abundance of the heart. In other words, we've got to be filled with the Spirit. How do you get filled with the Spirit? Jesus said this in John chapter 6. The words that I speak to you, they are Spirit. And they are life. Do you get that? you got to listen to the words He's speaking to you so that you get so filled to abundance so that it begins to spill out of you you see, when, as believers, the way we get filled, the way that we get the Spirit poured out upon us or in us is to receive the words that God spoke to us in His written Word. We get filled up, then the rest of the world has the Spirit poured out upon them because it's running over out of you. We're in the end game. We're running out of time. We've got to get this job done. But it is not just about you being filled. It's about you being filled to overflowing. Praise God. Do you hear what I'm saying today? He's talking about you being filled to overflowing. So that you begin to spill on everybody around you. Praise God. Praise God. What's flowing out of you? Healing's flowing out of you. What's flowing out of you? Encouragement's flowing out of you. What's flowing out of you? Wisdom is flowing out of you. What's flowing out of you? Peace is flowing out of you. What's flowing out of you? Joy is flowing out of you. Praise God. The life of God is flowing out of you. Your sons and your daughters, they'll prophesy. He said, I'm going to fill them up, and they'll begin to speak out of the abundance of their heart, 
Praise God. He says, you're going to see visions. You're going to dream dreams. You're going to know things that you need to know. You're going to be endued with power from on high to do the works of Jesus. Why? Because you are being filled up to overflowing. Praise God. Praise God. So say to the person next to you, get over here close to me. I'll spill on you. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we just thank you today. We thank you for the privilege and the joy that we have to receive your word today. If you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to open up your heart right now. Jesus Christ came to this world. He went to a cross, and he took your place there was supposed to be you hanging on the cross because it was you that had broken the commandments of God. But Jesus went there as if he were the lawbreaker. He went there in your place. And he did that so you don't have to go there. So that you don't have to pay for your sins. He paid the penalty for all of your sins. Three days later, he rose from the dead so that you could have new life. If you have never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, right now, I want you to repeat this after me. If you believe what I just told you, and you're willing to acknowledge that with the words of your mouth, then God's Word says you will be saved. The life of God will come into you. He will make you a new container for the life of God. And then he'll fill that container up. So right now, just say this after me. Say, God in heaven, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. That he paid for all of my sins. And then he rose again from the dead so that I could have new life. Jesus, today... I choose you to be my Lord, to be my Savior. I put my trust in you for my salvation. Thank you for saving me. Now begin to teach me to know you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us. And remember that God is madly in love with you.